Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer at ERMI, and in this episode, we bring you a snap talk from the 2022 ERMI Construction Risk Conference titled, Innovation is the New Risk Management by Rose Hall of AXA. And in this episode, Rose shares lessons learned from prior disruptive initiatives that forecast expectations and help draw a roadmap for the future of innovation in the construction industry. We hope you enjoy it. Hi everybody, I'm Rose Hall. I'm gonna talk with you today about how innovation is the new risk management. So my background, just so you know, is all in construction. Civil engineer by trade, there's no cure, I've asked. And um, I came up through Turner Construction in pre-con estimating, purchasing, project management, and very last risk management, and then found myself doing some expert witness work for a little while. And then AXA Excel snagged me and said, do you want to work for an insurance company? And I said, no. But they convinced me. So I've been here for the last eight years, and something has occurred to me as an innovation leader in a construction, or see, I still think I'm in construction, in an insurance company, that we've been on a similar journey in innovation as we were in risk management a couple of years ago. So who remembers back in the day, in the early 2000s, when risk management was just starting to become a thing? It was like, where's, what is risk management? Isn't that just insurance? Uh, who still thinks that? What are some risk management best practices? What are my peers doing? What do I need to know? Where should it report? If it reports to legal, they're always looking at it with a contract eye. If it reports to the CFO, they're looking at it with a, with a dollars and cents eye. If, if they report to operations, they look at everything with a project management eye, right? Where should risk management report? Why does that matter? How, what lens do you look at risk management through? And how do we create a company-wide culture of risk management? In, two, in the year 2000, somewhere around there, um, back when I was years old, we, we didn't know the answers to these questions, but we did it anyway. And I love Army for this because they've been around since before that and have persevered through that now that we all know that risk management is valuable enough to continue to coming to a sold-out conference this year. Uh, we know there's an ROI on risk management. How do we know it? Because we just believed in it and we did it. And 20 years later, we know for sure there's an ROI now. But we didn't back then when we started. And I was at Turner at the time. We had a robust risk management group and everybody was like, gosh, that's a lot of overhead. But it... It worked out really well for them. And incidentally, I think Turner just spun out their risk management group to also address other contractors now. So we're getting beyond just risk managing our own business and helping others do the same. So we have, um, we're experiencing these same challenges in innovation today that we were experiencing in risk management 20 years ago. What is innovation? Isn't that just tech? What are some innovation best practices? What are my peers doing? Where should risk management and or rather where should innovation report? If it reports to tech or IT, it just thinks about things in terms of service desk and optimizing you know, your, your outlook calendar, right? But if tech only reports to the project management, then it's all fragmented and it's not integrated into your ERP systems so that you can really harness the value of the data, right? What do we do with innovation and technology in construction and why should we spend money on it? What is the ROI of innovation? I don't know, just like we didn't know about risk 20 years ago. So it's a leap of faith concept. And what I want to approach with you guys today is how we think about risk in the insurance space and how maybe you can think about it as one of your market differentiators and how to turn, like we turned risk from just preventing risk. We all know in this room that risk management is not just about avoiding risk, right? It's about 
avoiding some risks, taking on other risks, and managing them really well to your own success, and then buying insurance for the rest of it that you don't want to manage. Technology and innovation is the same. You have to figure out what works for you and your business, and at what point in time you want to adopt it, and what it protects for you. So there's, there's risks that are going to come up, and there's risks that, are, that it's going to solve. But from a risk standpoint, we look at technology in two ways. The core value of the technology, what it does, the thing it actually prevents, and the data it produces. And these are two very, very separate value propositions for technology. So I'll give you water mitigation as an example. There are IoT sensors you can put on pipes that measure using AI. They measure the flow through the pipe, and they send an alert when something doesn't look quite right, like a toilet flushes at 2 o'clock in the morning on your job site. That doesn't look quite right. So you get a notification that says there's water in this certain area. Do you want to shut the pipe off? And if you ignore the notification enough times, it'll just shut it off on its own. What have you done there? You have prevented an incident, you've prevented a leak, you've prevented a claim, you've prevented a loss, you've prevented damage, delays, et cetera, et cetera, cost. Then there's the data on the back end that it produces. So you have a couple of those near misses, plus it's, it's measuring all the water usage in that pipe throughout the time that the tech is working, even if you never have a leak. Now you can better manage your water, you can be more efficient with it, more sustainable with it. There's a variety of things you can do with that data, but the data itself does not prevent risk. It's only when a human uses that data to make a different decision that risk is prevented. So the core thing it does, sure, a lot of technologies prevent risk. Um, Tenna is here. They're in the innovation station. They have sensors on their equipment. They have sensors for your equipment where if a backhoe decides to walk off your job site, Tenna knows exactly where it is. Okay, That's, that's not preventing it but it's darn sure getting you know, that thing back on the job site easier than if it were out there roaming the streets on its own. But the data behind that doesn't change the risk of somebody walking off with your backhoe. So while the data is brilliant, it does nothing without the human behind it. The second way we think about risk, and I've alluded to it already if anybody's already picked it up, is there's three ways that technology can affect your risk and therefore your insurance potentially. The first is preventing the loss altogether. Now, wearable devices, tremendously useful for a lot of things. They don't prevent someone from falling in a hole. When they fall in the hole, they definitely tell you where that person is, how far they fell, when they fell, who was around them when they fell, so that you can help that injured worker more quickly, settle the claim more quickly, et cetera, et cetera. Very, very useful. But a wearable is not going to prevent somebody from falling in the hole. The barrier is, right? So don't overtech things is part of the message here. But that is a loss-reducing technology, but it's not a preventing technology. So when everybody in here is going, oh, I'm using all this technology. Can I get a discount on my premium? I'm sorry, but the answer is usually no. But what we can tell you is that when we see the data that shows that all these things do reduce the cost of your risk, you guys are going to see the benefits on the back end on claims, and so are we. So that's what, kind of why we do this at XXL. We're all in the boat rowing together. When you guys have claims, we have claims. So we like it when you use risk-reducing technology. But the third piece is that loss monitoring piece. Anybody who's using project management software, which I hope everybody in this room is, pre-qualification software, all those, all, all those things that produce a lot of data and help you do your job more efficiently and optimize your resources, your manpower, your woman power, your schedule, all those things that optimize your business don't necessarily in and of themselves prevent risk. Now, 
construction is extremely valuable. It's the most important industry in the world. Don't we all think that? We all think it's the most important industry in the world. But it is. We wouldn't have places to live, work, and play if we didn't have construction. So we have to be very careful and very protective as an industry to make sure that this industry thrives. And that starts with contractors growing and growing profitably. By the way, it's not a sin to be profitable. So we want you to grow profitably as well. And the best way to do that is to protect your risk and optimize your risk. So all these things that collect data that don't change specifically, say, your insurance premium or your deductible, even if it doesn't change that, it's still allowing you to better manage your risk at an aggregate level and allowing you to grow your business more profitably throughout the years and be a, a formidable construction company in the future. So my point is, is that although I can't define for you an ROI today on technology, what I can tell you is that there are multifaceted value to, there's multifaceted value to innovating and adopting technology. You can prevent the thing, then you can use the data to optimize your processes, and on the back end, you're going to save on the loss side. And so are we, and we love that. But here's where it gets a little sticky. Is the problem big enough to spend money mitigating it? So if I told you that you've got a $3 million water problem, and I'm a technology that can solve your problem for a million bucks, who'd take that deal? Sounds good, right? On average, you spend $3 million a year on water, and I'm going to come solve that problem for a million bucks. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Okay. What if I told you that, that, tech, that your problem is only $2 million big, and my tech is a million bucks a year? Who's going to take that bet? Some people, maybe, maybe not. What if it's a million? What if you have a million dollar problem that I say I can solve for you for a million bucks? Now you're weighing the potential cost, right, versus a certain cost. Certain cost of the tech is a million bucks. Chances are I'm going to spend a million bucks in damages, but that, that's not guaranteed. So now you're weighing even Steven against potential cost and certain cost. And my question to you is, are you feeling lucky? Because that's your risk tolerance. That's what risk tolerance is, right? Are you willing to take that bet? And it's different for every single contractor. Your risk tolerance and the way you do business and your risk strategy overall will define whether you take that deal or not. And of course, I hope nobody would take this deal where your problem's a half a million bucks big and somebody offers you a million bucks to solve it. They probably also have a bridge to sell you. So my takeaway for you on this is there's a lot of great tech out there. There's a lot of shiny objects. There's a lot of hammers running around looking for nails. It's funny in a construction setting, right? Okay. So um, don't follow the blinky shiny object. Start with the problem to solve. And then think about whether or not that technology is worth you spending money on it. And I'm not discouraging technology, but if you adopt something today that doesn't have a true use case, that doesn't solve a real problem, and it costs you X amount of dollars per year, you're just going to abandon it in a couple of years. And it's going to be worse because your teams are going to feel like you're bringing on tech and then killing it and bringing on tech and they don't know which way to go. If you're going to make change in an organization, change management 101, right? Stick with a horse and ride it through. So if you keep changing horses, you're going to lose the motivation of your teams to adopt and adopt fully. So each individual's company's risk tolerance defines the value of the technology. Now, in our water mitigation example, I was talking about the exact same company with the exact same features and exact same solutions. But one, the problem was $3 million big, and the other, the problem was a half a million dollars big. So the tech didn't change. The relative value of the tech 
has less to do with how much the tech, the hardware, the software, the service costs, and more to do with how big the problem you are solving is. Right? There's a lot of techs in that innovation station, and they're awesome. But you got to make sure that what you're doing is evaluating your own risk with your own risk tolerance, your innovation strategy within your company, and how much of it you are willing to, just like with risk management, keep to yourself, give to somebody else, or buy insurance for. That's all I have. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the ERMI podcast recorded at the 2022 ERMI Construction Risk Conference. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to automatically download future episodes and consider sharing it with your friends. Thanks for listening.